Echo is going to be different because we're going to fight against religious lingo. I don't want to just talk a language that religious people understand. One big difference that I'm going to try my best to do is to speak everyday language. What I'm going to try to do is bridge that ancient biblical text into the modern day understanding and in the modern day language so then we can understand it and let our life reflect from the knowledge and the wisdom that we can glean from it within our relationship with God. You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast. We are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. You find us this morning gathered around the kitchen table to talk about what Echo Church might look like right here in Rochester, Minnesota. It's a question that has been asked quite a bit. And so this is an attempt to answer some of those questions and hopefully paint a picture of what you can expect on September 15th and beyond. It's not perfect by any means. So if you have any questions, please ask Instagram direct message, head over to church slash contact. And, and please feel free, no matter what it is, please ask. I know Andy and Christy are connecting with so many people during this time, having coffees, connecting. So please head over and ask your question and think about joining the launch team. All right, let's get into it. This is my perspective. Church is meant to be more than just an hour a week. Tell me something that you only do for one hour in your weekly schedule that's really, truly making a huge difference. Show me someone that works out for only an hour during the week. Show me someone that only reads for one hour a week. Show me a student who's going to school for just one. You don't see that. Show me an entrepreneur that's just working on their dream or their vision of their business for one hour and show me the outcome. It'll be minimal. It'll be most likely insignificant. So I I, I want Echo to be a church that looks beyond this perspective of like, yeah, we're just going to put our time in. I view Echo Church as living within and truly being the church, not just going to the church. Mm -hmm. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Things we can guarantee is we're going to have an awesome experience for kids, you know, with whether you are a baby and you're being held and loved in a safe environment or you're an elementary age child and you're going to this service and you're getting to sing songs and do activities and have people that are investing in your children. That's a big thing that we want to focus on because we believe in the investment of this next generation is huge and very, very valuable. As far as like service format and all that, we don't want to fill it up with all kinds of stuff. We just want to do things really well. We want an awesome worship experience with a full band. We want a great message that you think about throughout the week and where we're, yes, using the Bible and Jesus is the center for us, but at the same time, we're making it relevant into today's life and culture and where you're applying it to your life. And as far as community goes, I mean, a lot of it too is we're going to do our best to provide opportunities for people to meet and build community. And it's putting ourselves out there, you know, and walking up to a person we don't know or inviting a neighbor or a friend 
and just being a church that's inclusive and not exclusive. But when I think about a service on a Sunday morning, I, I, I guess what I would present is that our goal for a Sunday is to come together and celebrate. The second concept is to come together and challenge each other, to challenge you in your faith walk. And then on top of that, what I want to do is equip you to live that full and vibrant life that Jesus offers. And so that's what I view Sunday mornings for, is a celebration, challenge, and equipping so we can go out and be the best echo that God wants us to be. I think another thing that I would love to touch on is things I've heard over the years or observed is I grew up in Minnesota and I'm one of three girls and I grew up going to church every single week. And, and then, you know, jumping ahead to my adult life, Annie and I doing youth ministry for 15 years, we saw a lot of parents over the years just drop their kids off, whether it's on a Sunday or a Wednesday, because they had that as a kid, you know, and I remember here, I hear it all the time. Well, I want to get back going to church because I went as a kid and I want that for my own children. And I think that's awesome. But one thing that I am looking forward to seeing and hearing is where people are not wanting just to drop off. They want to stay. And it's for the entire family. Like I want Echo Church to be for every single person that comes through the doors. And that's a challenge for myself to be intentional when we're preparing, you know, details and just the format and like how we're going to go about this. But I want it for everyone. And I just think that so often, you know, you can get back in routine because you have little kids again and you want, you want your kids to have what you had, but I want adults as well to be so inspired that it's a rebirth or, you know, there's a rejuvenation in their own faith where you're going back to when you were a child and, you know, you're seeing things in a whole new clear perspective. We live in a society that engages primarily in 2D. We want to do community in 3D. We want to be in the midst of people in real life. What I'm trying to get to is so many of us, we're looking for something. We've gone so accustomed to swiping down. Or double tap. Or double tap. And I, I want to be a church that says, you know what, let's put our phones down and then let's really engage into live community. Let's go ahead and get that hug. Let's go ahead and pray together. Let's cry together. Let's celebrate together. Let's encourage our children. Let's encourage the elderly, our moms and dads, grandpa and grandmas, and let's come around people in real life and no longer be satisfied with just being someone that's observing life, but someone that's participating in life. One of the big things that I pick up from all this is the matter of relevancy for every person in the church, whether you are an infant, an elementary child, or an adult, that nothing is being just forgotten about. Every detail is being taken care of, so it's relevant for each person. As adults growing up, a lot of times you leave the church because it doesn't seem relevant anymore. How is this helping me in my life? How am I you know, finding meaning and purpose? And people leave the church because they lose that. And instead of just going for your kids, being able to find relevancy in what you're learning, like you talked about, celebrate, challenge, equip, being challenged and being equipped in the church as an adult is going to be a huge part of every Sunday morning experience and give a reason to come back every, every time because you are actually hearing something relevant that's, gonna, that's helping you. Mm -hmm. The Bible and the content within it is daunting. 
there's so much packed in into the binder and in between. And there's so much to learn. There's so much to glean. But it's not just for head knowledge. It's for life application. So when I speak and I teach, if we don't end on a practical step of how this can make our life better or bring more meaning or help us live that vibrant and fulfilled life, then why are we reading? My point is, is I don't want to just be a student so then I can say that I have all this head knowledge. I want to be a student so then I can walk in the wisdom of God. The Bible is so ahead of the game. I have this perspective that this is a kind of an odd illustration, but, but like every Hollywood movie we watch, I feel like their plot or their little storyline has been taken from the Bible and a story that was presented there first. And so that, all, all that to say is, is the Bible, it can be so relevant, but it takes a lot of work to understand where people are at and be able to obviously challenge them to apply that certain knowledge to their life so they could walk in wisdom. I think it's like when you were talking about that, I was thinking, so I get, I love cookbooks and I'll get a cookbook and I'll read. Like, I remember when I got Joanna Gaines cookbook last year, Magnolia Table, and I read it front to back, like straight up. Cause I'm like, what recipes am I going to make? And I was, you know, flagging them with post-it notes. And then you're, you know, you can read it and be like, oh, this looks really good. Like, this would be great. My family would love this. And then I can put it back on the shelf, but it takes effort. And I know it's recipes is different, but it's okay. Writing out a grocery list and plotting out, you know, meal planning for my family and then making the meal and maybe trying a few times and tweaking it. And it puts forth effort, but that cookbook can just sit on my counter. And I think so often I've seen that, like, you know, we're Christians or we believe in God or we're not you know, we can read the word or we can read the Bible. I can read it on my phone, on an app. I can follow Bible, you know, apps on Instagram and I can listen to a podcast in my car, but it's taking that step further where you're applying it to your life and you're, and it's comes up in conversations. And then I, cause even like a stupid recipe, I'll post on social media. Look what I just made. You should try it. It's on this page. Or I'm sending my friends like, did you try the the chicken dumplings, they're mm, phenomenal, mm. you know? And I just think like stuff like that, or you can, Andy will go in a phase and he's obsessed with rock climbing with no, whatever it's called. What do you call it, babe? <laughs> when you clip onto the wall, like when people are free, what's it called? Free climbing. Yeah. Free climbing. And he, Andy will watch YouTube videos and documentaries on Netflix or he'll research stuff you can like have all this knowledge of it, but actually doing it. Now I don't want Andy to go do that, but I'm just mm -hmm. saying there's, it's taking that action step. And mm -hmm. that's what I want us to do. Like, I really want, I want to get to watch people take those steps and help them. I love that analogy about free climbing. I may know quite a bit about it, but I've never actually applied that. Thank you, Lord. To my life stick with Roca. But what I'm saying is you think about those free climbers, they have learned the techniques and they've applied it to their life and they're living in an absolute state of invigoration. Yeah. I'm making up a word there. That's not a word. That is a word I mean. Oh, that is. Invigoration. Yeah. I don't know if it is, but bottom line is they are just living life like it was always meant to be lived. 
So in the nitty gritty, Echo Church will be mobile when it starts. There will not be an Echo Church building at this point in February when we're talking about this. So what does a mobile church mean? What I'm most excited about with a mobile church is that our energies can be put more on people than a building. What I like about a mobile church is we're not focused on buildings and all the issues that come along with maintaining a structure. But right from the beginning, Echo can come along and their biggest construction project is building community and building people. See, here's the deal. If we want a healthier city, then we've got to create healthier people that have healthier families, that run healthier businesses, and then Rochester becomes healthier. And so the mobile church is, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of work. We're going to pull up a trailer, most likely in front of a school, and we're going to need tons of people to come alongside, to be on a team, to be in a community of people that are just saying, hey, you know what? I don't have much to offer, but I can move a box or two. I can set up a banner. I can set up a, a mobile worship set up. I can set up a kid's room and, and make it super safe and appealing. And those things are going to happen, but we're all going to do this together and have a party in the midst of it and uh, get to know each other and do life together. And so that's what I think I'm most excited about Mobile Church is uh, kind of putting our existence in a trailer or our, I would say our, our physical resource in a trailer and bring it into a school, setting it up doing what we feel like we need to do on a Sunday morning. And then when everything's said and done and the last guest walks out, we look at each other and say, hey, well, there's some work to be done. Let's clean up, make the school look better than it looked before we came. And uh, let's put it in the back, back in the box and do it again next week. Portable church does not need to mean that it's less than. In fact, what we're excited about is putting resources into play where when we walk into it, or when, when a visitor walks into this school, they don't even recognize it as a school. They forget. They forget. It's a whole different experience, a whole different reality. And so, yeah, we, Christy and I, we love design. We love art. We love coffee. We love great music. We love great sound. We love great lighting. And again, we want our kids' areas to be phenomenal. And so we... Visually stimulating. Yeah, we have just committed to do things in excellence. And so when you walk into our mobile church experience, you won't even notice that it's in a school. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. Absolutely. Our goal is when you walk into the lobby of this school, most likely, is you walk in and it's super welcoming environment, vibrant colors, banners are set up. Christy and I have been dreaming about a French press bar. And tea, hot tea. And hot tea, maybe loose leaf if we're crazy. <laughs> but no, we just, we, there's just certain things that we really enjoy ourselves, and we just want to share that, those practical realities with the world too. So, so you know, we're going to just have, a, I, I just envision that lobby being a super welcoming, casual environment where we can uh, have a drink on us and uh, we can hang out, chat. I want people, the minute you walk in the door, you just take a sigh and you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be worth it. Because I know for me, we have three girls under the age of nine and holy cow, mornings are chaos. I dealt with it this morning, getting them to school and it's just, it's that effort. We live in a state with four seasons, winter, winter. 
and just all the chaos. And I just want people to walk in the door going, okay, this is awesome. And then you're just like, whoa. And just everywhere you look, you're like, wow, they thought of that. Like I, we're detail people. We, we want it to be a welcoming environment. So yeah, there's going to be tables, chairs. There's going to be a coffee bar. There's going to be kids check-in. There's going to be lots of friendly faces. There's going to be music going. We love music and it'll be a really cool, cool opportunity for us to transform a space. So we take it as like troubleshooting and problem solving. And I love the challenge of transforming a school into a church. Like, I just think that's awesome. How is the church experience or the church service going to go? I can, I do have a general framework of what a Sunday morning will look like. I'd like to start it with what I call a celebration song. I'd even go as far as doing a cover song of some other band. Because I think Christy said it right. It's hard to get to church. When you have kids, you work all day or all week, I'm sorry, and you're coming to church. Man, sometimes you are drained, you're tired. It took a lot of effort to get there. So I want to just you know, celebrate right from the beginning. And then I want to go into a moment where you get to meet someone from the stage, what we would call the the service host. And even though the people that are going to be there week to week to week know that host and they don't need to introduce themselves, what we want to do right from the beginning is to introduce ourselves for the person that is a guest for the very first time. Because there are a lot of people that are going to visit and they're sitting there and they just need that airline stewardess. <laughs> to give them a little bit of advice of what's going to happen in the next hour. And so the idea is the host come and, comes in and welcomes. And then for the next 15, 20 minutes, we'll have a, a musical expression of worship to, to God. We'll probably do some announcements after that. And we'll go into a message and then a response time after that. And then everybody would be dismissed. So, so that's how service would be. If you imagine yourself walking into a modern venue to go see a concert, it's typically a little dark, some lights, the stage. Imagine that when you walk into the church. And imagine you're going to that concert, but in the context of a church with music and a message and, and this deeper purpose to it. So when you walk out of the service, you've celebrated, you've been challenged, and you've been equipped. Then it's on to the rest of the mission of seizing the rest of the week as Echo Church. And that might mean going to a small group. It might mean being a volunteer. It's something that the that Echo's doing in the community. And that's when church really starts, is outside those those doors. What are some of the what are some of the things that people are gonna be involved in with Echo? Give us some tangible examples outside of that hour on Sunday morning. When you attend Echo Church, we do wanna seize those ninety minutes and we wanna capitalize on those, like I said, to celebrate and to challenge and to equip people for the rest of those moments that they're going to live during the week. And so what we're most excited about being a catalyst to is, and I'm not putting people, but placing people, encouraging people to be in community with others. I'm super passionate about the power of the table in this modern day culture where we do sit behind a screen most days is we want to encourage people to invite other people to come to their house and to join them in a dinner or a lunch or a breakfast on a weekly, if not more than a weekly basis to gather around the table 
Yes, you, you may have that commonality that you're, you're following Christ. You believe in Jesus. You're trying to, to be the best person that you can be, uh, but you're celebrating life around the table and just doing life together on that. Thank you so much for listening to the Echo Church podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take just a second to share it with a friend or family member who might need to hear this word today. If you're feeling alone, lost, you have a question or need help with anything at all, please reach out to us. We are the echo.church slash contact. We'd love to help you no matter who you are or where you're at. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and being part of the journey of Echo Church. This episode was produced and mixed by Just Hit Publish Productions. You're listening to Echo Church. We're all about the rescue.